much. Good to have another guest with us tonight. Sir, you want to introduce yourself? What's your name? Holy. All right, Holy. Well, it's good to have you visiting with us today. Appreciate you coming out tonight. And I hope you get a blessing from the service. But go ahead and look right now in Second John chapter 1 and verse 9. Look what it says. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Um, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. And we're all familiar with this passage here, but this is talking about, you know, somebody who's coming along and they're preaching another gospel. And that's something that's so serious. It's something that's so bad that the Bible says, you know what? Don't bid them Godspeed. Don't encourage them. Don't be a blessing to them. If you do that, you're partaking in his evil deeds. What this person is doing is so bad. It's, it's ruining people. It's hurting people. It's going to send people's soul to hell. And so why would we want to encourage that in any way. And it's calling us a partaker just from bidding him Godspeed. I mean, just a simple blessing, you know, a good day, just anything to be warm and friendly and encouraging. That is not good. We don't want to do that. And what I want to preach about tonight is how... In a, she would be like considered an unwitting accomplice, and it was they didn't realize what was going on. And the truth is, many times I think people are unwitting accomplices because they just don't want to know. You know, there's a lot of evil that's going on in the world today, and while none of us you know want to partake in evil, often we partake in evil, and we don't even realize how we're doing. It. And I think it's because we're just kind of hiding our eyes to it. But either way, I don't want to knowingly or unknowingly encourage evil and encourage things that are wrong. And I'm afraid that many people are doing that today. And so I want to give you some things tonight that you can kind of think about, because if you're not careful, you can find yourself contributing to the bad in the world. And we do not want to do that. Too many people today, they just kind of want to remain neutral in everything. But the truth is, if we're not fighting back against the evil in the world, then we're not doing anything. In fact, we're probably contributing to the bad. We have to fight back. We might not like to find out how we often contribute, but it's something we need to watch out for because I don't want to support it. I don't want to encourage it. So let's look at a few ways that we often unknowingly are accomplices to evil. And we've probably all done some of these things before, and it's just something you ought to think about. Maybe it'll help you make some better choices going forward. But look what it says in Proverbs 29 and verse 7 says, the righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth not to know it. Okay? The, that righteous person, they're considering the poor. They're thinking about those who can't help themselves. They're thinking about those who are less fortunate. They want to know what's going on with somebody. If there's a need somewhere, if somebody is doing without a righteous person, they want to know, so hopefully they can do something, they can help. But a wicked person, they don't want to know. They don't want to know if their neighbor's hungry. They don't want to know if their neighbor's suffering because, you know, if we found out our neighbor's hungry, we know, hey, we've got more than we need. We should probably feed them, shouldn't we? We should probably do something to help them. And, you know, it's just, if, and, you know, a lot of people have this attitude, I just want to divorce myself from everything in the world. I want to cut myself off from the community. I want to cut myself off from society. And I don't blame people for that sometimes. You know, some people, 
they just want to go and live out in the woods somewhere. And, you know, I can see the appeal to that. When I was in Louisiana, we went on one of these uh, airboat tours and we went way back in these swamps and there were these old, you know, trailers that were out there. And we saw this one just redneck dude. I mean, as redneck as you could get out there with his dog. And the guy said he lives out there all year. He, all, he every month or so goes into town, buys some supplies and things. And I remember seeing that, and a part of me was like, dude, I get it, especially this year. I get it, you know. I, but at the same time, too, you know, I, I, I think I would enjoy that for a week or two. After that, I think I'd re- I, I would want to get back to civilization. But, you know, a lot of t- I, I can get why people want to hide. I can get why even when we live in town, we often want to hide from what's going on because we all naturally know that as a part of a community that we – have some responsibility in what goes on, don't we? And many people today, they would just rather not know what's going on because it is so evil and people just don't want to do anything. But you know, silence, it often sends a message of consent. Look what it says in Psalms 50 and verse 17. It says, seeing thou hatest instruction and castest my words behind thee, when thou sawest a thief, then thou contendest with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such a one as thyself. But I will reprove thee, and set them in order before thine eyes. So notice how I said, you're doing all these bad things. And he said, you thought that I was like you because I didn't say anything. But he said, now I'm reproving you. Now I'm letting you know that this is wrong. And let me tell you something. There's too much junk going on in our world today that we're not saying anything about. There's too many things happening in our country that people aren't getting outraged about, and people should be outraged. There should be some kind of fallout for some of the stuff that's going on in the world, some of the decisions our leaders are making, and yet it seems like they can just pass horrible bill after a horrible bill, and nobody cares. They just And you know, that silence is being interpreted as consent by these people. And somebody needs to do something. They need to stand up and say, because you know what? I don't want to participate in that. I don't want to do anything to encourage them. I want, when people do evil, to know that they're going to get an earful. And one of the things that I've, you know, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I've always just kind of stayed out of what's going on in politics, especially in our local area. I just didn't really care until this year. And, you know, this year after I start getting affected, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm giving people earfuls. And I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of our local leaders because I want to make sure they know, hey, this guy right here does not like what's going on. He And when they do things good, I let them know too. I've contacted some of our leaders and I let them know, hey, thank you for what you've done. You know, I, I mean, I've in person, you know, I thank uh, Representative Darren Bailey for the stand that he's taken against our governor. That man has done more good things for uh, our Illinois government than probably anybody has this year with all this stuff going on. I let him know it to his face because I appreciated it. I specifically asked him about our representative in this area. He told me good things. I was watching when he went and whenever they had Congress going on down there and they kicked him out, they wanted to kick him out because he wasn't wearing a mask. And before they could kick him out, they had to get a vote. 
and many Republicans voted him out for him to have to leave. And when I found out about that, I was furious. I found about one of these websites where you can check and see everybody's voting. And I went and I looked at our representative. I wanted to see how she voted. Tony McCombie. I went and I, I looked it up and sure enough, she did not vote him for him to leave. She voted that he would be able to stay. And you know what I did? I contacted her and I said, thank you for that. Thank you for how you voted on that. I said, I'm watching what you're doing during this because she's up for re-election this year. I let her know, we're watching everything you're doing. I've contacted our, our state senator and I've let him know, hey, I'm watching what you're doing. You better do whatever you can to keep things open in the state. I'm watching what's going on. You better not do anything to, with churches. Same thing with our uh, the health department out here, our sheriff, our local police. I've talked to all of them this year because, you know what, I think what they're doing is wrong and I want to let them know. I talked to the lady at, uh, I, I won't say the name of the restaurant online. It's where we got our sandwiches from today. And I thanked her for staying open during this whole thing. And she's a super nice lady. And, you know, she said, she's like, I have to, I have to pay my bills. She said, if they come here, I'm just going to tell them who's going to, you know, which one of you is paying my bills. And you know what I, I told her because I mean, she is, she's a sweet older lady. I told her, I said, listen, I said, if anybody comes here and tries to shut you down, you let me know. And she did. She found out, she found out how to get a hold of me. And she told me she's going to let me know if anybody does anything. And I said, I got your back. I will give those people earful. I've been bugging these people this year. And I'm thankful they haven't done anything, but I said, you, you let me know if they do. And I, I promise I will, I will fight for you in this thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to just stand and turn a blind eye to this stuff that's going on in this community. I don't want our leaders for one second to think that I approve when they're doing bad. I said, there, there's been a lot of good things that they've done locally out here and I've let them know it. And when it comes to uh, evil doing, we have to speak against these things. We have to let people know it is wrong. You know why? Because if we don't, they're going to take that silence as consent. They're going to take it as, you know, everybody's fine with this. We didn't have any, there was no fallout from this. I was so thankful when I talked to our state senator's office, how he said their phone has been ringing off the hook. They said our message, our voicemail is just full of all people speaking against what is going on. I was glad to hear that. I was thankful for that, and I think that's one of the reasons our area hasn't been having a lot of problems, because there's a lot of people speaking up against it. Now, listen, a lot of people, a lot of people agree with what our governor's doing. A lot of people agree with what's going, what the government's doing. They agree with the shutdown, but thankfully, more of those people are just going along and aren't opening their mouth. And so, uh, when it comes, but the, the, the noisemakers have, in this situation, have been people on the right side. And so I think it's shaking some of these people up and we've got to make sure we make some noise on these things, but often it's just easier to just be quiet, ignore it. Well, it's not affecting me. Well, that's a bad attitude because one of these days it will affect you. One of these days you're going to be the one getting oppressed. You're going to be the one getting shut down. You're going to want somebody to stand up for you, but you know, a wicked person, they just want to hide themselves from it. And you know, we can all just get lazy. We can all just get all doom and gloom. It's all evil. It's all bad. All politicians are reprobate. Who cares? I divorced myself from this stuff. But you know what? Listen, I'm not telling you you got to go and vote for stuff you don't like and somebody you don't believe in. But you know what? You can still make some noise. And we ought to be making some noise. And I intend to keep making a lot of, a lot of noise. And 
I don't know, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. Even when my parents did something I didn't like, I threw a fit, you know, and it's like, I was wrong in those situations. But I think in this situation, we're right. I think in this situation, we're right, and we're going to do this kind of thing. You know, we, when it comes to spiritual things, when we don't correct people, when they give false doctrine, we understand we're contributing. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 10. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 10. It says, Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done to them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. We're supposed to call out false doctrine. We're supposed to speak out against those that are spreading false doctrine, that are, that are promoting lies. We, ought, we need to reprove them. We need to rebuke them. And you know, sometimes there's people out there, that, you know, not in this case here in Ephesians, these were really bad people. But you know, sometimes people are just wrong. Sometimes people have never been challenged on anything. You know, there's a lot of people that, that are out there, they're in false religions, and they're good people. Nobody's ever challenged them. I remember when I worked at the distribution center in Spring Valley, I worked with a, um, a pastor's son, a Pentecostal pastor's son. He was about my age. Uh, we were both married. I mean, we had, we had a lot of things in common. We had, we had a ton in common, except I was a Baptist. He was Pentecostal. And I remember we were, you know, we would have doctrinal discussions sometimes. And, you know, we both came to the conclusion that in a very nice way that the other one was not saved. That was a conclusion we came to. He told me, I was, I, I flat out asked him, I said, I've never spoken tongues. I said, according to what you believe, if I died right now, would I go to hell? And he said, yes. <laughs> you know, I, you know, and I, I appreciate your honesty, you know, and, and I told him, I said, listen, if you're trusting and you're speaking in tongues to get you to heaven. You're trusting in these gifts. Well, I said, you're not saved. And we just agreed that the other one wasn't saved. But I remember, I remember just kind of being frustrated and like, man, why can't he see this? And then I got to thinking about it. I said, you know, that guy is exactly what I am. He is exactly what he was raised to be. I am exactly what I was raised to be. I'm just thankful I was raised in a fundamental Baptist home. I'm thankful that I was raised... In a, uh, you know, by somebody who was saved. And he probably would say the same thing about me. You know, he probably went home to his church. And was, you know, he pastors somewhere else now. I talked to this Baptist guy one time. Probably saying the same thing. At the end of the day, I mean, I think I got a lot of proof right here in the Scripture to prove that, that I'm actually saved over him. But he, either way, he was exactly what I was. And a lot of people that are out there that are in these false religions, they're exactly what they were raised to be. Nobody's ever challenged them yet. Okay? They're not all just these evil reprobates that we just need to give up on. No, somebody needs to challenge them. Somebody just needs to call them out. Somebody needs to just tell these people, hey, what you're preaching, what you're teaching, that's not from the Bible. That's not what the Word of God says. The Bible says something very different. Somebody needs to tell them that. Somebody's just got to speak up and let them know. And, you know, there's, there's a time to do it. There's a time to do it sharply. Yeah, we got a verse that says rebuke them sharply. But, you know, there's a time to do it lovingly. There's a time to do it graciously. There's a time to uh, show some compassion and some real concern. And we've got to make sure that we do this. If we're not calling these things out, you know, that's why I don't understand like these ecumenical movements and stuff. It's like, you know, your beliefs are nowhere near what this other person's belief. How can you go 
and just have fellowship and act like everything's fine when you think these people are heading for hell. I, unless they don't think that. But, you know, at, at the same time, I'm pretty sure if I went to one of these ecumenical meetings, if I actually love these people and I tell them the truth, I'm probably going to get thrown out because I don't think that everybody's going to heaven. So, uh, some, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to let people know. So if, if, and we need to make sure we're standing up to what's going on. Said, if our community just gets so wicked, though, you know, there might come a point where we just want to move. You know, just say, you know, it's just so bad here. You know, there are communities that are that wicked. They are that oppressive. They are uh, that crooked. They're that corrupt. That And understand, you know, we're in many ways partakers. You know, sometimes you can't help it. But, I mean, are you sure... You know, it's this town you want your taxes going to, you know, and at some point we got to understand, you know, especially when we live in America, when we do have a government of the people, by the people, for the people that, you know, we do share some of the blame. Oh, not me. My hands are clean. I don't even vote. So what? Okay. That doesn't matter. You still live in this country. You enjoy many of the benefits of living in this country. And you do, you know, we, we all contribute and, and hold some responsibility there. And so what I want to make sure I'm at least doing is doing everything I can, everything in my power to stand against the evil because I don't want to encourage it. I at least want to be a force for good. And so then if our country gets too bad, it might need, I don't know where we move, you know, from the United States, but at the same time, um, we need to make sure that we do that. So we need to pay attention. We need to watch what's going on. Said so again, you know, it, when it comes to a lot of times when people talk about watching what's going on in the government, you know, they're thinking Washington D.C. You know, we need to keep a more local focus. You know, we should pay attention to what's going on. Find out who our leaders are. Find out what they're doing. And if they are, if they're hurting people in this community, if they're doing wrong, we should stand against them. We should let our voice be heard. I'll never be able to get a meeting with the president. Okay? But I probably could with the mayor here in town. I, I, I do have the power to do that, and I should do that if, if it's necessary, if it's needed. You know, my goal when it comes to, you know, the locals is, you know, I don't want to be a bother to them. I don't want to be having meetings with them. But if it needs to be done, I'll do it. And that, that should be our attitude. So uh, turn back to Second John real quick. We, so we looked at this passage already about not bidding him Godspeed. But here's another thing we want to make sure we do so we're not an unwitting accomplice to the evil that's going on is we want to make sure we're an obstacle to those who are doing evil or a discouragement to them. We want to make sure we're an obstacle or at least a discouragement because he's saying don't bid them Godspeed, okay? Did you know that it's it's a lot more, it, it's it's very encouraging for a soul winner when people are just nice, when they like what you're doing. You know what's really encouraging for a soul winner is when you go knock on their door and then they come visit the church that night. That's a real blessing. That's a real encouragement. That makes you want to keep doing it and keep on, keep on going. That's a, real, that's a real blessing. But at the same time, when people, you know, like we talk about the JWs and the Mormons and all these cults and they come around, we don't want to make them feel good. Okay? I'm not saying you got to go fight them or anything like that, but you know what? There's a good example of somebody you should give a strong rebuke to. You know, somebody, you know, whatever discourages you. Have you ever had that door that you knocked on and then that person, they were just so rude, treated you so bad, you just kind of wanted to just hang it up and go home for the day? 
I've had many of those. It's like, you know, and you just have to keep going. And I can't really do that because most people down that use a lot of language I'm not allowed to use. <laughs> but at the same time, we do want to discourage these things and be an obstacle any way we can. And so we've got to pay attention to what we need. We need it should actually notice what other people are doing. We've got to be paying attention. We've got to, if, if people are doing evil, we need to know it. We can't just turn a blind eye to things. You know, there's a lot of these communities that end up getting tore up because of police brutality and things. One of the things that we often find out after these things happen, after these international incidents, that there was all kinds of that stuff going on in the community, but nobody did anything. Nobody said anything about it. And, and then it wasn't until a video goes viral and then it's too late. They're tearing their town apart. Well, you know what? Do we want that kind of thing happening? You know, do we want this become the next Kenosha? I know I don't. But maybe if we would actually police ourselves, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing. Maybe if we saw evil going on in this community and we took strong stands against it, maybe it would stop it. Maybe in our church, if there's evil going on in the church, we see in the Bible that you're supposed to remove people that were doing certain sins that were very evil. If we're just being silent to that, you know what? We're giving consent to it. I've heard heard stories before about teenage girls who got pregnant in a church and then everybody just fell all over themselves making a big deal about the girl and throwing showers for her, you know, just because they're just so gracious and loving. And it literally almost encouraged other teenage girls to do the same thing. You know, that that's terrible. You know, I'm not saying we want to just be mean and, and terrible to people, but do we really want to honor people and put them in the spotlight when they committed a really terrible sin? when they're starting their life out in a horrible way. I mean, I, I don't agree with that, you know, and I do. I want to be nice to people as much as anybody, but, you know, there's just some things that we've, we've got to watch out for because we're sending a message that that's okay. It's no big deal. We don't want to send a message that fornication is acceptable in any way. We don't want to send a message that we are okay with adultery in any way. We've got to stand against those things. And listen, if somebody messes up, I'm not saying, you know, be mean to them or, you know, or anything like that, especially if they're repentant, but I'm saying, let's not throw them a party. I'm saying, you know what? We don't have to be angry and mean, but how about we shed some tears? Did you know that would probably have more of an effect on people when people sinned if it had people in the church crying than it would if we were all just, you know, running them out on a rail? tar and feathering them like happens in a lot of churches i think that would have i think that would have more of an impact if other people in the church saw that hey when we sin it doesn't just affect me this hurts my family this hurts my church it breaks their heart and i don't want to do that i don't want to i don't you know i don't want to break you know my family's heart even even my parents you know my sisters you know my my immediate family my church family i don't want to hurt people and I, if I know that me sinning is going to cause pain and it's going to, it's going to hurt people in the church, I'm not going to want to do that kind of thing. So we got to make sure that we watch how we react to these things because it does, it sends a message. And when we are just getting excited for people and just, you know, you know, and I, I hate to be mean, but I'm sorry, you know, when that teenage girl goes or even an adult lady goes and gets pregnant out of wedlock, that's not the time for congratulations, you know? Now, I said, sometimes people don't know any better. They weren't taught right. You got to factor those things in. But I said, if it's one of the girls that grew up in our church, 
They know better. Okay? They know better. I'm not talking about the visitor. I'm not talking about, you know, somebody that's, you know, just doesn't know any better. I'm talking about people that know better. We've got to watch how we act, act to these things. And so we, and we, we need to make sure we're a discouragement. We need to make sure we're an obstacle. People need to know, hey, if I'm going to do certain evil, that I've got to get past this person. And we need, that needs to be our attitude. So turn over to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 33 says, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. You know what we need to do sometimes to make sure, or one of the ways we unknowingly participate in evil is by our physical presence. Your, your physical presence is often a way to participate in evil or to be an unwitting accomplice okay you know one thing we need to do is we need to physically remove ourselves from events groups or places that are doing wrong you know your presence shows support your presence shows support your presence here in this church it shows support you know your presence in a restaurant you realize that's an endorsement of that restaurant many times people see you going there they see the parking lots full all the time you know what? That says something. We've gotten some comments about our parking lot, how full it is. I don't know if it's because they're impressed with all the people that are coming or just because of the time that we're in right now. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not real sure. But either way, it says something. It communicates something. And when somebody, when there's a place that, you know, whatever it is, it's at a restaurant, whether they represent something good, something evil, the presence that are there that sent, that sends a message. You know what? We, there's some places that need to be emptied out today. You know, that, you know, it'd be nice if the bars were empty, not because of government mandates, but because people rejected alcohol. If they rejected what was going on, you know what I wish would empty out? I wish, I wish they're already empty anyway, but I hope they stay empty or football stadiums. With all this political correct junk that they're pushing out everybody's throats, you know what? Why are people watching that stuff? You know, why are you doing that? You understand that they pay attention to that. They, they notice these things. You know what needs to happen to some of these rock bands and musicians? Their concerts need to be empty because nobody wants to hear them. Nobody wants to go there. But when we're filling these places up, you know what you're telling all the other musicians out there? Be like that one right there. You know, the, there's churches out there. They should be empty. Some of these churches that are, that are promoting false gospels, bringing in other Bibles, bringing in the rock and roll music, that should clear the place out. But you know what? Many times it's filling the place up. So everybody looks at that. Hey, we finally got the crowd in because we brought in the rock and roll team. You know what? Let's keep doing the rock and roll. And maybe, and a lot of people in these churches don't like it. I've talked to many people that go to these churches. They don't like what's going on in these churches. They don't like that music. But the problem is they're going every week. And you know what? It sends a message of approval. And we've got to watch out. And they are encouraging them to continue down this road when they shouldn't be going down that road. It says in Proverbs 13, verse 20, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. We've got to understand, if we're around the wrong kind of people, we're going to, it's going to rub off on us. It's going to hurt us. If they're heading for judgment, we're going to be in judgment too. And sometimes we need to just physically remove ourselves. There's restaurants when that, uh, you know, sometimes I don't go to places just because I don't like their commercials. You know how long I went without going to Burger King after their Pride Whopper commercial that they did? Anybody remember that? It had the Pride Wrapper 
And then everybody was opening it, looking at it. It's just a regular Whopper. And what was the message? We're all the same on the inside. <laughs> and I saw that commercial, and this one girl was on there. was like, oh, I think I'm going to cry. And I was like, that's it? You know, no more Burger King, all right? I only lasted, I probably lasted over a year without Burger King because that stupid commercial. You know what? When they make junk like that, it ought to hurt their business. You know what? I'm sick. I mean, I, I don't you know, I don't even have television, thankfully, right now, so I'm not seeing hardly any TV. But anytime I go anywhere where TV's playing, I'm telling you, these commercials now where everybody's wearing masks and all the commercials, it's getting to me, folks. It's driving me crazy. And you know where I keep seeing these commercials, the commercials I keep noticing and I keep seeing everywhere I go? I was in the barber shop the other day and I saw it. It's Domino's Pizza where they're showing the Domino's delivery people coming up in their masks and everything and keeping their social distance. You know what? I love Domino's Pizza, but I'm not getting their pizza while they have these commercials. You know what? Until they take this stinking mask off the people in their commercials, I'm not getting any more Domino's pizza. So let it be written. So let it be done. No Domino's pizza in the McMurtry household. We'll have those stupid commercials. I'm sick of it. And you know what? We got we got to stand against that stuff. So, and you know, you don't have to be that hardcore on that. Okay, that's just me. Okay, that's me because I'm against it. You don't have to be that way. I'm talking about me right now. But listen, when there's stuff out there that you don't approve of, that you don't like, then you know what? Let them know. Stand against that. Okay? And, and I, I'm, do, I'm doing that with just advertisements and things I get on Facebook and stuff. I mean, I'm leaving nasty comments. I'm leaving angry faces. I, I, I got a thing for the cone of shame. I made a joke about the cone of shame that dogs wear after they go to the vet that they're going to be making us all wear one of those. They've got these face shields that go around the neck and they go up in front of the face so you can breathe better and everything. It looks like the cone of shame for dogs. I love to comment on there. This, this is the cone of shame for dogs. And people are buying this stuff and going around wearing that. It's like, you know, I'm at least going to, you know, wear a regular mask. You know, I, I, you know and when I do, and I, and I wear a mask sometimes, folks. I, I do it. But when I do, I try to make it look like I don't take it serious. I use a crummy, use, I've been using the same mask for months. And, and a lot of times when I wear it, I have it all messed up and wrinkled. I want it to look old. I want it to look nasty. I want it to look like it's full of germs. But I, because I, I just don't care. I don't like this stuff. And I don't know how I got sidetracked on this, but we need to, we, so we need to remove ourselves from some things because it sends a message. It sends a message. And if places that do things that are wrong or even just things that you don't like, okay, if it just caused the place to be emptied, you know what? Nobody do that anymore, would they? But too many times we just go along with stuff. Even though, instead, even though we know many of these things are wrong, we just go along. I remember when I was a kid, my dad making a huge stink over Kmart when they started selling beer. You know, now we don't even care about that anymore. I remember when Walmart started selling beer. You know, my, my dad would raise a stink over things like that. But you know what? Most people just like, you know what? Who cares? It's, it's just the way it is. And then now we just got this junk everywhere we go. It's all just completely accepted. You know why? Because everybody shut up. If everybody just would have, you know, exited these places, they would have changed some things. But we're just giving up way too fast and way too easy on a lot of things. We don't want to do that. And, so, and when we keep participating, we're encouraging them. Look what it says in Psalms 26 and verse 1. <clears throat> it says, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins in my heart. 
For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord. Notice how he's talking about he, he hates that congregation of evildoers. He did not want to be in the same group as those that were wicked. And we've got to watch out when it comes to, you know, where, you know, the groups we find ourselves in. Because again, it sends, it sends a message. Again, the success of an event is often determined by the crowd size. Okay. That's why I'm talking about the Trump rallies versus the Biden rallies. You know, those crowd, that crowd size says something. That's why the news media, they don't like to show shots of the crowd size. You know why? Because it sends a message. But, you know, when they have their marches in Washington, if it's for a liberal cause, they've got all these pictures, you know, angled perfectly to make the crowd look as big as possible. You know why they do that? Because it sends a message. This is what America wants. But if it's a conservative thing, you know, what do they do? They try to find two nut job looking people out by themselves and act like that was the whole thing. You know, they try to make it look as small as they can. Why? Because that sends a message that nobody cares about this type of thing. And so I want to, you know, we got to watch out for that. We need to understand where we go, where our presence is. It sends a message. And so he didn't want to be, you know, he wanted He said, I will wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, Lord. He's like, he wanted to be around God. He wanted to be identified with God. He didn't want to be identified with just all these evildoers out there. And we, so we've got to understand you know, our physical presence, where we go, it often is encouraging bad, if we're not careful. And you might not have any desire to, uh, you know, promote an evil that's going on, but a lot of times you're doing it and you don't even realize it. We need to understand that and always consider the message that we're sending wherever we go and with whatever we do. Turn over to Second Corinthians chapter 10. In verse 12. Now, this is the passage, all right? I'll just go ahead and admit it right now. I might be misusing this passage a little bit just because it has a phrase in there that I like that says what I want it to say, all right? This is for the guys who are practicing preaching. I tell you to watch out for this kind of stuff. Hey, we all do it sometimes. But I, whenever I read this passage, this is what I think of, okay? And I, I think this is very relevant to today's situation and just uh, the way things are today. But it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Now, what this passage is talking about is pretty obvious, but, you know, we don't want to, you know, necessarily judge ourselves based on where we stand with everybody else. We don't want to compare ourselves with other people. Okay? That's, not, that's not a good way to go. Because if we compare ourselves with other people, first off, that's not the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. It is not wise to just go, you know, comparing yourself with, you know, do, do we really want to compare ourselves with our community that's mostly lost? Do we even want to compare ourselves just with people in our own congregation? Well, as long as I'm in the top 10% of good Christians in the church, I'm okay. I don't want to be the best Christian, but I don't want to be the worst one, you know? If, I, if I'm the best one, there's going to be all these expectations on me. The pastor's going to be wanting me to do stuff. Where if I'm the worst Christian, he's going to be preaching at me all the time. So I'm going to be right in the middle so I don't ever get sniped from the pulpit, but I won't ever be asked to do anything either. Okay? How many of that's your goal? <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't raise your hand. Yeah, I, think that's a, I think that's a lot of people's attitude 
But I, I like how in this passage, too, how he says, for we dare not make ourselves of the number, you know, kind of putting yourself in a, in a certain group or a certain crowd. Have you ever asked yourself, you know, what numbers have I contributed to that are evil? How many times have I been of the number of those that are doing bad and have sent the wrong message with that, all right? So, for example, I I might be taking this verse out of context a little bit, but think about this. How many of you have encouraged evil through videos you've clicked on on YouTube? Okay, Because think think about this. Do you realize a lot of people that are out there, their motivation in life, even preachers sometimes, is YouTube views? Okay, You know, clickbait sermon titles. I, I try to avoid that. Okay, I think we're all allowed to do it every once in a while. Okay, I think every once in a while we're allowed to do that. But when every week you're just doing, you know, clickbait. Okay, obviously the Holy Spirit's not giving you nothing, and you just need some views. Obviously the people in your church aren't encouraging you, and so what? What, what do they do? Why? Because that number means something to them. All right, you've got these people too that always want to talk about YouTube subscribers, and it's like you know and. Part of it, I think, is because I, when I started this church, I started pastoring, you know, for years before we got a YouTube channel. So I think I have a different mentality. I, I, I never realized how important YouTube subscribers was to the, you know, standing of a church in the world. I didn't know that was important because some of the biggest churches I know, you know, that have like thousands of people have hundreds of YouTube subscribers. So it's like, how does that make our church better you know, I mean, yeah, I want the word to get out, obviously. You know, I want the preaching to get out there. I'm fine with that, but that is not the primary motivation here. You know, my primary motivation is preaching to the people here in this church. But then you have, two people out there that are just like the haters that are out there. And, you know, they're just out to get attention. And you realize every time you're clicking on their videos, you're making that number go up. And, you know, they're encouraged by that kind of thing. I mean, there's people out there. There's bad preachers out there. I mean, they do. They'll tell you, you see how many you know, views that guy. I talked to a guy. I had a guy call me one time that used to go to Sluter's church. And he was talking about how he would do that all the time and be just, he was always talking about his YouTube views and things and his, you know, crazy videos and stuff. And I was like, that is so weird. You know, why would a pastor do that? But again, we live in a new world now where everything's about internet, not like a real church. And I remember, I remember thinking that was so weird. But understand, you know, how many bad people have you encouraged by what you clicked on? You know, I gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> now, listen, sometimes thumbs down encourages me because it tells me that I trigger the haters. Okay? So, I mean, you know, you're actually probably encouraging these people a lot of times. And you know what needs to happen to a lot of people? You know, there's a lot of just, you know, goofballs out there that you know what they need they need to be ignored they need no one to care what they say but you know sometimes you go you go adding to that number and you know what you do you motivate them hey when i actually told the truth about this one guy you know it only got a couple hundred views but when i told the lie about this guy i got thousands guess what he's going to do in his next video you think he's going to tell the truth on the next video hey what are you telling the pastor who goes and he preaches actually a good sermon, you know, that doesn't have a clickbait title, and you don't watch that one, and then when he does the clickbait trash talk, you know, sermon, y'all go watch that one, what are you telling him? Keep preaching clickbait trash. You're encouraging bad behavior 
by doing that, you know what you need to do? You just need to stay away from that. You need to avoid that. Don't go contributing to that kind of thing. And folks, that's the motivator. A lot of people today, they, a lot of people get so caught up in social media. There's people out there that, I mean, they live for the Twitter followers. I mean, they, there's people out there, not so much in the, I've not seen this in the religious world and stuff, but I mean, I'll, I'll watch these. I watched one guy, boys could probably tell me who it was. It was like some gamer or something. He did, he like cheated on some game and he had a YouTube channel and they like canceled his channel and he was like crying. He made a video like apologizing to, was it Fortnite? You remember that? I was like, it was like, he, he did like these Fortnite streams and things and he he was like bawling on there. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I, and, and I guess he was making a lot of money from this. I, and, and, I, and I hate that. I hate that I live in a world where punk teenagers who look like they haven't showered in three weeks make more money than I do playing video games. That's one of the problems in our world today. I, I'm not going to lie about that. That bothers me a little bit. But at, at the same time, I mean, it was just crazy. I, I saw a video one time of some lady that got her Instagram deleted and she was just spazzing out and crying and it was just like what is you know there's there's preachers that are like that they live for these things it's like dude do you not pastor real flesh and blood people you know that that's just so weird but you know what there's a bunch of losers out there that are just encouraging this stuff because they constantly are clicking on their things they're constantly watching their stuff they're liking their posts even when they're doing all this evil, listen, when everybody messes up sometimes, but you know what? Let's not reward people when they mess up. When they mess up, that's the time to avoid these things. And a lot of people, a lot of good people are encouraging bad people by just doing something as simple as clicking on something. And folks, you got you got to watch out for that. There are, there's websites out there. There's, you know, um, you know, they, there's advertisements and things and you just going there it a lot of times it does it, it contributes to bad things. It helps money go in the pockets of bad people. You know, do you really need to go click on that video for some pervert that some pervert has out there? You know, just I just want to expose what he said. But you know what? Every time you're clicking on these things, understand he's getting a little bit of money for that. Well, it's just a few cents. Well, you know what? I don't want to give one cent to a queer. So you know what? Why? Why would you do that? Don't don't you're you're motivating them. You're encouraging them by these things. So make sure you watch out for that. Take these things into consideration. So, you know, we need to understand it's a natural human instinct to try to get others to do what you're doing, whether it's good or bad. You know, we all want company with whatever we're doing. And your participation in sin, it will make others more likely to do the same thing. We see in Genesis 3, 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. What people always want, whenever they do something bad, they want somebody to do it with them. There's just something about doing bad that people need encouragement. They need an audience. You know, they even say too, that's why they push so hard whenever there's murders and things to just, you know, tell on these people, you know, let us know who did it because People who do really bad stuff, they, they want to share it with somebody. They almost always shared it with someone. They let someone know what they did. That's just the way people are. And I'm afraid many people today, we're encouraging these people. We're giving them what they want. And we don't even realize it. We just don't think about that. We don't ask ourselves, hey, what good am I accomplishing by watching this? What good am I doing by going to this website? 
You're encouraging them is what they're doing. People love looking at their website. Man, you know, I had, you know, we had a million viewers last year. They talk about that. And you know what? They push it like it's an endorsement of what they do. That, that, that's how they promote it. And we don't even realize we're contributing to these things. So we better watch it. Many people, they are giving up because it seems like everyone's doing evil. It feel, they feel like they're alone, but the truth is things aren't always what they appear to be. But are we unknowingly making things appear wrong? You know, by sitting by just clicking on stuff, watching these things. I don't know how they tell, but I, like even on cable and stuff, they can tell, you know, how many people were watching the news coverage. You know, if these news organizations, if their ratings would tank when they're on the news line, maybe they'd start telling the truth. But you know what? CNN, it's popular for a reason. Apparently, people like fake news, but you know what? People just need to stop watching them. They need to turn it off. They can tell. You know, they, and you're, you're, you're encouraging them. Yeah, but I'm getting mad when I'm watching it. Well, they don't know that. They, all they know is, hey, we've got more people actually watching us. And you're, you're, you're hurting things when you do that. And so we need to make sure we're also openly standing with those that are doing right. And we need to... Make sure we clearly stand up against the wickedness of this world because maybe it's just the world I live in too, but I just, I don't think what we're seeing on the news, on television, I don't think what we're seeing with our leaders, it reflects what most Americans believe. I just, I don't believe that. But if you watch television, it's hard to tell. But you know what? There's a reason they keep putting that stuff out there because they do have an agenda. They are trying to influence but you know what? We can be an influence back. And you know how we're an influence? We're an influence with our money. And if we're not paying for these cable subscriptions, if and here's the thing too. Well, you know, it's free to go watch that video. Here's something I, I've heard said before about the internet, okay? If you're watching a service that's free, then I'll probably won't say this right, but if, uh, if you are not the customer forgot how it works. I should have wrote this one down. You're the product. That's it. If you're not the customer, you're the product. Well, I don't pay any money being on YouTube. Right. But the thing is, somebody else is paying for the advertisements that you often see and that you're looking at. And so the more people, and they can tell if you saw something and looked at something. And because of that, you know, that company or whatever, it it paid YouTube some money. So yeah, you're using these things for free, but that's because you are the product. You're seeing the advertisement. You're seeing all these things. And sometimes we just need to cut ourselves off from that stuff. We need to be aware of these things. You're not getting anything for free. Okay. You know, uh, it, it's there, there's, there's a stuff that they're trying to promote and the advertisers get a lot of money. But if the next time CNN is doing an analysis of the debate, and or, or the election and it's they're just on there lying or whatever if they're nobody watches them guess what nobody's going to pay to advertise in their channel you know if the super bowl keeps promoting the junk that they're doing if they keep having the trash halftime shows like they're having if people would do the right thing and would just turn that stuff off you know what they wouldn't get millions of dollars for those 30 second ads would they they wouldn't get that but you know what y'all sit there glued to the television, watching all that stuff. But it didn't cost me any money. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're the product. You're the product. You contributed to it. 
without even realizing it. And I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want these people getting one cent of what I've got. So we need to be aware, pay attention to how these things work because we want to stand against the wickedness of this world. So at that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word, dear God. And I pray you'll help us to uh, keep these things in mind, Lord. Help us not be an unwitting accomplice. Help us to actually pay attention, to be aware of what's going on. Help us to understand our actions and uh, what they do and what we're participating in many times so we can uh, be a, uh, a, a better force for good in our world. And so, dear God, I pray you'll help us to just evaluate ourselves and uh, do a better job in this area. In your name we pray. Amen.